Welcome to another episode of Oh Brother, What Are We Watching? Lockdown Edition. No excuses, we are watching, we are binging, and we are recording. And as ever, I'm joined by my co-host and sibling, the Brayer with Mayor Dare, the Buffy, the Vampire Slayer. Chris, <laughs> how are you Outstanding. Very good intro there, Steve. <laughs> You know, as we're in lockdown, I actually don't have much work to do. I'm stealing a living currently. It took me all day uh-huh. to come up with that little <laughs> intro. That's good. I, I, oh, I'm going to have to try and top that for next time. That's that's really good. That's that's the thing. That's the game now. That's the game. Okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, I'm good. I <laughs> we were we were discussing having a little banter before before we started recording here that I'm currently trying to sort of uh, grow out a beard. Uh, because in in this sort of state of lockdown, very few people actually clap their eyes on me. Uh, so I thought, <laughs> I kind of thought, well, what the hell? Like judgment free, you know, just just not shaving for a little while and uh, see see where I end up. I've actually I've actually had some decent compliments about it. I must say. But you know what? Um, as it's grown thicker and fuller, um, and it's got a bit of grey in it now, it actually looks a, well on this poor quality video. We're using Zoom, so we can yeah. see each other as well as our audio. Um, you're looking you're looking pretty good. You you know it's looking kind of thick and full. I've got a reference for you, but actually it will not mean anything to our listeners. So I'll I'll tell you offline. But it's looking good. <laughs> you're looking like. You don't no longer look like a twelve-year-old with a belly. You're now looking closer to a thirty-year-old man. That's right. I mean, in in my head, when I'm sort of giving it, when I'm giving it a little stroke, or uh, you know, admiring it from a distance where the patches can't be seen, you know, I'm, I'm thinking like William Riker. But uh, when I'm getting a little, <laughs> when I'm getting a little closer, it's 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 like guy who's at his lowest ebb at the end of the second act of any film who's kind of turned to the bottle. And let milk go. <laughs> milk was a bad choice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and anyone anyone that gets to that point in a film, that's that's kind of how it's feeling. But uh, but it's good. It's good. So well, we Steve, got, we tell got... us. Go. On. Well, we got some fun for us tonight. I think so. As we're in lockdown, and there's no new movies, and you know we can't rely on you to post Blu-rays through my door every day. Um, <laughs> we kind of got together on, on chat and said well why don't we we play a game so we're going to play a game tonight and hopefully this makes good podcasting but basically we're going to do a debate club we're going to do a little game so if you listen to us regularly and seriously what is wrong in your life that you feel the need to listen to us regularly oh, there's we lots tend of other podcasts out there i mean this uh, you know what actually let's pause it for a second and let's do a yep. little just a little teeny bit of lockdown commentary there are now so many rewatch podcasts it's like all these actors and stars have got bored. Like they can't go out, they can't act, they can't do anything. So they've just <laughs> turned back to their past and now they're just re-watching all their old shows. So I sent you a few. So the, the, the guys from The Sopranos are doing one now. Yeah. Um, Harry and Tom are doing one from The Voyager. They're doing a rewatch one. I stumbled across the actually already in progress uh, Battlestar Galactica one because I'm doing a Battlestar Galactica rewatch uh, right now. Uh, and that's pretty companion. good. And yeah. you are a big fan of the the Scrubs one as well. Oh, the Scrubs one is the tits. Yeah, it's it's called it's called Fake Doctors Real Friends, and it's <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. the The chemistry between those two is pretty pretty magical, to be honest. How how much better or worse is it than two real brothers talking to twenty people every week about movies they've never seen? 
It's, it's not for me to say. You're not even going to like pump us up. You're not even going to say, obviously we're better. That's, that, that's how low we are. Okay, well, let's just get into it. So <laughs> we tend to use our shared history growing up, talking about TV and movies, either we were both huge fans of or as we've done in the past, introducing one another to things the other will like. So obviously last time we, we did Argo. Mm-hmm. Um, so more often than not, it's a slam dunk. You get me, <laughs> I get you. But it's never, and it can never be 100%. So, for today, let's play a game. Not a horrendous pub quiz. So many pub quizzes oh, yeah, during this lockdown. Them. Can't move for them. Uh, not a pub quiz over Zoom. The game is going to be simple. We're going to go back and forth. Each of us is going to give the other five to ten minutes to, to pitch them a show. A show they've not watched. A show that we think they'd like. But instead of like going into it and forcing them to watch it, it's going to be basically at the end of that, those five minutes or so. Are you, are you convinced? Is this good enough for me? Is it something I should now shoot to the top of my list uh, instead of spending uh, forty minutes on Netflix flicking through all the all the things you want to watch and then never watching anything and switching off the TV? That's how I watch Netflix anyway. Fair. So the rules are simple. We're going to keep it tight. Uh, we're going to try and aim for like five to ten minutes, no more, and then pick a show, if, if need be, highlight an episode, um, and just convince the other person why they should dig it. Could be the tone, could be the humour, maybe we could drop some clips, anything. So, okay. are you keen, Chris? I'm, I'm keen, I'm ready. Poised, ready. Yeah. Okay, so who wants to go first? Do you want to go first? No, you I'd, like you, I'd like you to start us off, I'd like you to start us off. Okay, I'm, I'm going to pick, p- what, what do you think I'm going to start with? What kind of shows do you think I've picked out for you? You know, I've got three or so. Okay, so um, so I was having a think about this. I think you're definitely going to pitch me The Wire, because you mentioned that a lot. A lot, a lot, a lot. And I'm not against watching it at all. It has it has been on my list for quite some time. I think you've mentioned The Expanse a couple of times. I wouldn't be 100% surprised if The Expanse comes up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you're definitely going to pitch me Last Chance You. Ooh, interesting. That's that. So those those are three that I would say, like, if I was a betting man, those are three that I'd put money on you having uh, up your sleeve for tonight. Okay. Okay? In terms of you, I've got to think you're going to pitch me on a show that I secretly hate and it's going to be something like it's, it's going to be one of these two i think i think you're the desperate housewives <laughs> <laughs> sex in the city or one of those all other awful shows you watch with your wife <laughs> you know <laughs> i have I, I i won't spoil it i won't say uh, i won't say whether or not you're right i will say that i think towards the end i'd probably like to do a few honorable mentions for things yeah, that maybe i decided against pitching but for for better or for worse i do think you'd enjoy but i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna let you start anyway i'm gonna let you start I- i'm gonna let you start thanks thanks okay so i am um, i tell you what i'm going to start off with the show i think chris that you should watch fargo so f- oh, have you watched okay. fargo no, no, I've never seen it. So, we have done the movie Fargo on yeah, this podcast. Loved it. We both loved it, obviously, but you've never tried the TV show, and I'm going to try and convince you to do it. So, I think first of all, this is much better than you're probably expecting in your head. It's a show based on obviously this Coen Brothers film, which we both love, but it's much better than it has any right to be. It's not just a cheap tie-in that uses the same story. It does at the beginning, and you kind of in that first episode, you're like, "Oh, 
God, this is just cheaper actors and doing the same thing again. But it actually goes off in a different direction using the same springboard. So think of it almost like an alter, like a Kelvin universe, like an alternate mm-hmm. universe, Fargo. It goes off in its own direction. And then it becomes an anthology show, which every season has a different cast and a different time frame and, and um, a different story. Let me talk to you, Chris, about the acting talent, because I know that sometimes when you're making these decisions, you think, well, who's in it? Like, do I like the people? Are they good people? Right? Let's talk chops. Okay. All right. Let's hear them. Each season features at least a few incredible actors. Uh-huh. Martin Freeman. Love him. Billy Bob Thornton. Kirsten Super Dunst. Okay. Ewan McGregor. Mm. Do you miss your mammy's chips, Ewan? Ah, you see, I can't resist a bit of Ewan McGregor. I, Ted that's, that's a real Danson. <laughs> I mean, boy. I, I could have just said Ted Danson and it, we could have saved ourselves five minutes, but... Um, also, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. If you don't know who that is, that's Ramona from Got Pilgrim. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yep. I haven't even got yet to Bob Odenkirk. Oh, of course. The man Jean himself. Smart, who you'd know if you saw her, if you, if you don't remember, but uh, she was in Frasier as one of the awful uh, girlfriends of the dad, Martin. Oh, yeah. And the headline actor for the fourth season, which is next year, Chris Rock. So we're talking <laughs> serious acting chops. That's was, that was a bit of a curveball you're hitting me there with Chris Rock. Well, but see, that's the fun thing. So it, because every season is is interlinked but also separate. So okay. the first season is very much like the film. It's very similar storyline, but it plays out slightly differently. Mm-hmm. And then the second season actually goes back to the 1970s and it comes to like some gang warfare between Minnesota and um, I think North Dakota. No, okay. St. Louis, actually, Missouri. And season four actually, I think, jumps off of that one. The third one is actually the one with Ewan McGregor, and he play, he plays twins. So he actually does double duty, Ewan. <laughs> Contained all around this is Minnesota Nice. Mm-hmm. For 40 episodes, Minnesota Nice. You, oh, you, yeah. After, after two, you're... Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you get that. You get a crime story every, every season. It's got great acting, and it's anthology style. So if you don't like it, or you, you're not on with it, then it only lasts 10 episodes. And then you're on to the next story. Okay. So in that in that regard, it's not too onerous from a from a time perspective. All right. Okay. So that's your pitch. Is do you have like a specific episode? Like if you, I mean, you know, I have to start from the start. But if you were to say like, this is the one. Like this encapsulates why I love it, or or maybe like one that was special to you to start. You know. You know, I, I was trying to think of this um, beforehand. I was struggling with each of these to give a specific episode other than the first one because usually with all these shows, the first one's the one that grabbed me, uh-huh. um, which is quite unusual because we've done plenty of shows in the past where they are god-awful at the start mm-hmm. or not very good and they get better, especially when they're on network TV in America. So um, Arrested Development was okay at the start. Various Star Treks were okay at the start. You know, we could go on and on through the list. But a lot of these ones, including especially Fargo, actually, they got me. Like when M, I think it was, suggested to watch the first uh, episode, first season of Fargo. It was on Channel 4 of all things. Oh, and I was God. like, oh, God, really? Like, I love the film. What are they doing to it? Yeah. But then you do like Martin Freeman. Okay, that's pretty good. And then and Billy Bob Thornton's in it as well. Okay, what are they going to do? And they just have this different take on it, which um, goes off into basically the, the kind of 
underworld <laughs> in in parentheses of of, of Minnesota, um, which is which is very interesting. If there was an episode that I think uh, summed up why I really liked it, it was probably one of the last ones of season three. Season two is also very good, but it ends weirdly. I'll just say that. But season three, um, I did the, does the episode? Oh god, it's like this. It's like this. It's the culmination of everything. It's like the second last episode, and it's just shot beautifully. And one of our anti-heroes um, dies, which uh-huh. is all I'm going to say because I'd spoil it otherwise. But it's 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 a stronger show than you probably expect from the outside, and it's filmed. And I'm noticing this more and more. Like I'm, I'm watching at the moment Better Call Saul, and it's, uh-huh. it's Better Call Saul is filmed beautifully. Like every, every episode's scenes, like a movie. Yeah, it's framed wonderfully, and it's you know they make great use of of the um, New Mexico locations, and the actors are obviously terrific as well. But they 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 make it visually interesting for something that you know doesn't have a huge amount of money spent on like ridiculous sets or costuming or whatever um so it takes you in like very much and fargo's very much like that it uses great camera angles and and effective framing techniques um to get you going it's also got colin hanks in in season one as well oh okay okay you know, G- you know cousin hanks nephew? yeah not not my favorite hanks but certainly a, a good hanks but when we're giving hanks hanksgiving uh-huh. we include colin in that don't we I think I feel we should. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think so far? <laughs> I have, yeah. Sure okay. That you should bump up your list. Yeah, you know you've 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 certainly you've pitched it well. Um, you know I was certainly never against the idea of watching the show. Uh, is it still on Netflix? It is on Netflix, and I think Channel Four will have it first run, so it may also be in all four, but I'm not sure on that. But definitely. The first three seasons are Netflix. Season four, I'm not sure. Um, we're in this current hellscape, so I don't know when yeah. new TV shows are coming out anymore. It may be coming soon. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No. Um. It's you know it's, it's jumping up the list. It's jumping up the list. Uh. It's if you've 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 tempted me. Tempted me. Oh. Okay. So now we're moving on to which uh, of the two shows, uh, Desperate Housewives or Sex and the City, <laughs> you're going to try and convince me to watch? No. Now I'm going to start. I'm going to start with a bit of a softball pitch, if I'm honest, uh, because I want to warm up. Okay. So I'm going to kind of throw out one that I do think you're going to kind of reject out of hand. Lovely. And, and I'll, I'll see if I can talk you around, okay? So, okay. <laughs> so before you say anything, I'm going to tell you, for, for each show, I've thought of a line or a, a sort of a summary of what I feel you will say in response to me pitching it. Okay, so try oh, and, wonderful. Try and yeah. hold yourself back and see how close I was. All right. Oh, I, I can't wait. You know what? But just just before you do it, you've got you've pitched this perfectly, Chris, because my wife picks up on the same thing. Very instinctively, I will say something in yeah. in regards to a suggestion, which is usually the lines of "No, fuck no, why would I yeah. do that?" Um, and then I come round to her way of thinking. Yeah, and you'll you'll usually feel that that's argument over without the argument having started <laughs> that's the thing um, so. okay so my first pitch it's it's a sitcom it ran for a while mm-hmm. it was on network television okay mm-hmm. i'm talking about how i met your mother okay now your response okay is going to be something like oh chris do i want to spend eight years 
waiting for him to say one story about how he somehow never meets the mother until eight years worth of stories have passed. And to be honest, Chris, I've just got other things to watch. How close was I? Pretty close, but I would have used a lot more F-bombs and probably (laughs) would have said something along the lines of, it looks so unfunny that I'm just not interested. Okay, okay. So let me see if I can let me see if I can bring it around. So talk um, me around, pitch it. <laughs> so um, you know, I I started off feeling a lot like you when I came across How I Met Your Mother. It was on E4, and mm-hmm. E4 um is one of those channels to our to our many international listeners. If you don't know, There's e, some E4 is a E4 is a channel here in the UK, and it's fine. It's got some good quality programming on it. But one of the many problems with watching something on E4 is every ad break, you will see the same ads repeatedly and they will drive you crazy. And so a lot of shows that were on there at the time, Big Bang Theory being one of them, the way they, the way they advertised that, I couldn't stand it. And the way they advertised How I Met Your Mother was to say like, oh, here's a show that's totally not like Friends and Rachel, I mean Robin, and, and basically really shot the show in the foot, in my opinion, by comparing it unfavorably to Friends in their own advertising. And I think the show got a lot of that in its early days because it is about 20-somethings living in New York. So there's the starting point there, okay? And so when I started watching it on E4, it would be just on in the background while I'm doing something else. And every now and again, I'm like, okay, that bit kind of made me laugh, actually. You know, I was resistant to it, but it kind of drew me in all the same. And before long, I, I kind of succumbed to its charms. I would know when it was going to be on and willfully put it on. And then before you know it, I went out and bought it all on DVD. And every time a new season came out, so too would I buy it. So you want to talk cast. Okay, I know you know the cast of the show, but I just need to reiterate it for you, okay? I do. Okay? We're talking Neil Patrick Harris, the man who can do no wrong in my eyes. Okay? He does it all. He sings, he dances, he does close-up magic, and he's funny. He's a very, very funny actor. You've seen him in a lot of things. I've seen him in a lot of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He's very watchable, okay? And he's actually very funny in because he's against type in, um, believe it or not, Harold and Kumar get the munchies, which yeah, well, is that's, a kind, of a, guilty, kind yeah. of a guilty pleasure of mine. Well, that really is, is what relaunched him. He was obviously known for doing Doogie Howser as a sort of child actor. And, you know, it obviously played this very saintly kind of character. And then in Harold and White, uh, Harold and Kumar, like you say, he's playing very against type. And and that really kind of relaunched him and is one of the many things that I think, you know, propelled him back into the spotlight. And How I Met Your Mother was very much, uh, you know, as much as it was for everyone else, a vehicle for him. And he is he's very much my favorite part of it. And, you know, again, he plays a very different kind of character. He's... Uh, sleazy playboy who uh you know is is always trying to scam on women and is always trying to make everyone else you know as cool as he is his uh his immortal line being suit up you know look like you belong here um so you got neil patrick harris you got jason siegel again another quality comedic actor um have you seen remind me have you seen forgetting sarah marshall I have actually, yeah, and he was also in um, I love you, man. a bunch of other films, like Forty uh, Year Old Virgin, I think. Is he in for... I'll take your word for it. <laughs> no, knocked up. He was in knocked, knocked up. up. Yeah, he's definitely knocked up. 
Um, and yeah, you know, he's uh, he's great anger. You know, we we love Alison Hannigan. I've 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 had a a long time love of Alison Hannigan ever since she was Willow on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. A very different kind of character here as she plays Lily and uh, Kobe Smulders, who obviously has gone on to be uh, part of the Marvel Extended Universe as well. So it's a great cast, and the cast has very good chemistry. Okay, and that's something that's going to come up a lot. You know, for me tonight. Chris, in, I, I know, I know a little about this show, only okay. a little. I, I, so we're debating, well, not debating, but we're having a little pitch session here. And um, right. I noticed you didn't mention the other actor, Josh Radner. Don't even know what his name is. <laughs> so Josh he Radner is obviously is... a relative unknown, and he plays Blamange. the sort of. See, we're going to respectfully disagree with you, okay? Now, I know that things, compared to the others, everyone else came into the show with a sort of something in their background that you would know them from. And obviously he, uh, compared to everyone else, is the relative unknown, which I, I believe from the casting is what they were going for. And I think he's struggled with being typecast since having played Ted on the show. And, uh, you know, as as many, many actors do. But I think he does a fine comedic job. He's probably not the funniest cat you know, actor of the bunch, but I think he puts in a very solid and enjoyable performance, and I'm a big fan of his. So, so why why do I think you should watch this, Steve? Because I think you're misjudging it. I think you're thinking of it as a sort of classic set-up, put-down, one-liner sort of comedy, which in some respects it is, and that is kind of the bread and butter of the show. But it's got running gags, it's got Easter eggs, it's the sort of show that does benefit from multiple rewatches, okay? And I want you to take the whole how I met your mother aspect of it, put it to one side. Yes, okay, the conceit of the show is that he's telling the kids about how he met the mother, but that is just a storytelling device like any other. Just put it out of your mind. It doesn't matter that you don't meet the mother for eight seasons. What matters is... It's a funny show. It actually often gets uh, favorably compared to one of the only other comedy shows we've discussed on here, which is Seinfeld. Okay. Um, far more... Yeah, look it up. Don't give me that look. You did the same thing when we, we watched Jaws, and you were like, yeah, all right, it's a, it's a short film, and what? Okay. You're in the minority here if you disagree. Okay. <laughs> And so I've got a specific episode, so it's up to you, right? You don't have to watch it, but I don't know what else mm-hmm. you're doing with your time. To be honest, it is on Netflix, and it's like 20 minutes of your time, okay? So I've got, got an episode to pitch to you specifically, and if you watch that, okay. and after that episode you say, I've got no time for this show, I don't find it funny at all, I'm not interested, then I'll leave it alone, okay? Okay. Okay, so the episode is from season two. So I'm not trying to pitch you like, the creme de la creme, the best possible episode, because nothing can really live up to that. I'm trying to t- pitch you something with a little bit of typicality to it that I think embodies what made the show very good, all right? So it's called Slap Bet. And essentially, without getting too much into the details of the episode, because that's for you to find out if you choose to watch it, two of the characters, Barney and Marshall, come to a bit of a disagreement over something and decide they will settle it with what is called a slap bet, meaning the winner gets to slap the loser as hard as they can in the face. The episode kind of evolves around that, and it brings in a lot of things that get called back a lot throughout the show and get built on, and so it sows the seeds of a lot of the things that I came to love about the show. And like many network TV shows, I think you have to watch a couple of episodes to kind of get into the feel of it, get into the groove of it. 
But I never came away from having watched it unsatisfied or unhappy. So that's what I got to say to you. <laughs> okay. Well, that thank you, thank you for your pitch. Um, mm-hmm. I will take it under advisement. I may watch this one episode. Um, a bit like how I forced myself to watch Doctor Who just so I can tell you how much I hate it. Um, but in the spirit of the game, I will say I will watch that episode. Okay, you do that. Okay. <laughs> so the the, the 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 sword of Damocles now hangs over moi, mm-hmm. and I am going to take it back on. So you guessed this one. So I will first of all give you your prop that you actually guessed this one. Um, but it wasn't The Wire because that would be too obvious and because I know you want to watch it. It's just yeah. because you, for some reason, <laughs> watch a lot of other shit and you still don't, haven't got around to watching the greatest TV show of all time. So instead, I'll pitch you one that's not the greatest show of all time, but it's pretty good and it's quite nerdy. So you should be able to lean into it, but you probably won't be able to watch this with your wife because I know what she thinks. Okay. Um, and, and that is The Expanse. Okay. So The Expanse is based on a series of novels. I think there's about seven now. Mm -hmm. And it's another one that's quite tight. So it's like 10, 12, I think it's 10 episodes a season. So again, it's not the old like 20 odd episodes, you know, know, per season. It's only 10. Uh, It's up to season four, all available on Amazon Prime. Um, In fact, it was (laughs) based off one of the other times we potted recently, you know, it was cancelled, but it was very quickly uh, gobbled up by Amazon. I think actually Jeff Bezos himself is a big fan, which is Ooh, why okay. it got bought. Not sure about that. Might have made that one up. But why Why would Chris Jones, why would Chris Jones Esquire, as it said on his uh, Squirrel Super Saver account, yeah. uh, like this one? Well, first of all, it's sci-fi. You love sci-fi. Okay, I do, yeah. We love sci-fi. We're both mm-hmm. nerds. Um, especially with the t-shirt you're wearing right now, which can only be described... Uh, <laughs> It's an affront to uh, <laughs> to even Star Wars. <laughs> Chris is wearing a t-shirt which says Star Wars in the front, which is absolutely fine. On the back is basically a painted mural to the Phantom Menace. <laughs> if he was walking down a street, I would hope he'd be battered. <laughs> <laughs> so, The Expanse. So, sci-fi, but it's, it's, it's a bit more based in sci-fact. It's still the far future and we're still travelling places, but there's no you know, transporters, warp drive. It's very much grounded in what is possible or what might be possible. So it doesn't have torpedoes and warp drive and tractor beams. It's 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 very much more grounded and has a lot more things that you can kind of get your head around. And, and in terms of pitching you an episode from that, because um, I'm not going through the cast, because most of the cast you won't really know. They, they, they tend to be unknowns or, or background players. As I said when we talked about Argo, one of the guys is in that. He's literally shouting in Farsi blah, 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 at someone for thirty sec- for ten, three seconds. Uh-huh. And that, that's the only other thing I've ever seen him in, Cass Anvar. Um, but uh, there are people in it that you, you will pick up on, but it's another one of these shows that's filmed in Canada. So you know some people kind of turn up from these kind of canadian film tv shows but not too many like big heavy hitter players um i am just going to recommend episode one and i'm going to tell you why so this is how it sets itself up and it, it sets itself up chris is actually a classic whodunit so yes it is sci-fi but actually the show is structured around a woman who goes missing and a private investigator who has to find where she is and that's where it jumps off from and that's what's introduced in episode one but from that we get a whole 
universe for lack of a better term of um of of world building which i know is a, a thing you love um mm-hmm. you we then get to meet more people you know uh out in the asteroid belt and mars on earth um and, and it starts to have multiple storylines that kind of go from area to area so rather than like ships exploring or or big like wars or anything it, it's actually very contained um and it's you know just to kind of set your expectations this is not a beautiful show compared to some of these other ones because you have to spend so much on the sets and especially i think early on it's a little bit cheap looking not babylon 5 cheap not blake 7 cheap oh nothing Blake cheap, 7 cheap <laughs> nothing is blake 7 cheap so it is it, you know it, it can at the beginning you, you may be seeing things and things saying well i've seen shows with better production values but that's because it was on sci-fi channel at that point by the time you get to like season four it's on amazon prime they've got the streaming dollar behind them you know we're just flicking off the, the yeah. dollars in there and, and <laughs> going on location for 10 episodes it looks great but it, it it's it's much more kind of grounded sci-fi which which i really appreciate actually you know setting up you know what we were colonizing the moon and mars and we've got space stations and all this stuff rather than you know i've got gravity plates and inertia dampeners and phasers and here's the romulans so it's a bit more grounded like that and i think you know if you can squirrel away some time away from the wife because i'm not entirely sure she'd be on board with this and sometimes that's a big thing for you you've got to watch it with the wife sometimes yeah i understand that yeah, I mean, uh, you've, you've kind of hit on something that we, I believe we discussed way back when we discussed Interstellar, uh, which is something I found out many years ago, which is the difference between what people term hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi. Uh, and it sounds like this kind of probably more to the word the hard, hard sci-fi end, but I think truly hard sci-fi is like, it has to be a provable scientific fact or you know a, there there needs to be a paper on it that you could work up a fairly strong equation that could map what you're about to do that kind of thing um yeah you know it sounds interesting and you you kind of you kind of tickled my fancy a little bit by talking about it being uh you know by by mentioning the kind of detective uh aspect of the first episode that sort of yeah the the the, the, the first crime season mystery in particular is is it's elements of, of a hardball detective novel set in space see i like um, that i like that now it, it jumps off from that it just changed a little bit but i think that's where if, especially if you come into it you may be like hmm yes kind of a hardball detective but on a space station or whatever well, i can, I can dig cool. that no i do i do dig that sounds kind of uh well, kind of blade runner i suppose um i'm interested i'm interested i'll 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 be honest if if because I, I was trying <laughs> because i i kind of second guessed if you, you know that I, I I thought this one might come up, and I, I second guessed a few of them. And for this one in particular, I feel like you you start by saying the name of the show, which is The Expanse, and my brain summons up this image of like a vast wilderness or you know a huge uh, you know glacier, something earth based, uh, naturey, and I kind of switch off, and I don't really hear anything you say after that. So you'll say, oh, there's this great show, The Expanse. And I think, oh, okay. And then you'll say <laughs> something. I don't feel like you've ever particularly gotten to the weeds with it and said too much about it anyway. I think you've, oh, it's a really great show. Yeah, uh, Amazon Prime. Okay. All right. And then I just, yeah, I, I haven't. 
So, uh, the, the, so the, the, the name of the show, obviously, none of the books are called The Expanse, by the way. Yeah. Um, but where it goes to is, and I don't want to spoil it, but basically there's a story off the back of why this person is missing, which goes into a much larger story, which involves mm, more than just our solar system, I'll put it like that. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. No, I I mean, <laughs> I, th- I thought to myself, uh, you know, as I was like, okay, he's, he's probably going to pitch The Expanse. And then I thought, what is that show? What is it? I, th- I think it might be sci-fi. I honestly don't remember. And yeah, I, <laughs> I, I honestly just, I I know it sounds stupid to say I've been put off by the name. Um, you know, but again, as, as, as with Fargo and I'm sure pretty much everything else you're going to pitch me, it's not that I've ever actively been like, oh, I don't want to watch that. It's just, you know, there's so much out there to watch and to rewatch. And, uh, you know, it's, yeah, sometimes, sometimes if something just, my brain just filters something out. Like, oh, this probably isn't worthy of mention. Um, okay, no, I'll take, I'll, I'll take that on board. That sounds good. Um, okay. You know, you're right. I generally tend to watch things with the wife. I do from time to time watch things alone, but when I'm doing that, it's something I watch in the background. Like I'll try Voyager on if I'm painting or I sometimes watch how to get away with murder. Uh, if I'm in painting, bed at night what Chris, I, sleep. I, I paint, tell, tell the listeners, um, I, I, I paint miniatures, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm miniature what Chris aliens. Say, from, say the word, from Warhammer. say the word, Warhammer, Warhammer. Yeah. games, workshop, sweaty Betty's. <laughs> <laughs> I was discussing I was discussing with a friend recently in the in the acquisition of my new beard the only shaving I've done is is underneath because I didn't want to acquire a chin beard because uh, I'm sorry a neck oh, beard Oh you didn't want the Andrew Luck neck beard? That's exactly what I wanted to avoid. So I <laughs> because you know neck beard is amongst other things a derogatory term for people that play the game that I play in Really? I did not like know this. that. Did you not know? No, is it was for because oh, no, no, they no. grow those like big necky beards, and because they're kind of often overweight, there's actually not so much going on on the face because it's got more layers of fat to come through, I suppose. But um, <laughs> there's always. <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. <laughs> it is a thing. It is. A thing. <laughs> Tell George R. R. Martin. He's he's a he's a hefty chap. He's got a big beard. I'm not saying fat, coverage. I'm not saying fat guys can't grow beards. I'm saying there's a specific kind of fat guy that you picture who has poor hygiene. I did not expect this conversation very, to go very this bad way. social skills. <laughs> fat guys can't grow beards. Point number one. <laughs> if you're listening to My this manifesto, fat you can't grow a beard. <laughs> you're less of a man than I am because I. <laughs> Do, do you know what the only reason why I, I pushed the point was because I was in this lockdown environment I was uh, I was in the shops and I walked in an aisle and I I smelt something coming like, <laughs> oh my god someone reeks and they absolutely are coming towards me and this guy with like full-on sweatpants captain sweatpants we'll call him obviously hadn't had a shower in about a week decided to walk past me in, in the Tesco's you can actually see like someone else behind him like like literally doing that face yeah. They can't actually touch their face, but they're like, oh my God, I can't believe I smelled this. <laughs> and it reminded me of the Games Workshop. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> fair enough, okay. All right, um, let's, 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 bring, let's bring us back on track here. So, my next one is a show that I actually think 
with How I Met Your Mother, I think I just think you should watch it. I, I think it's a funny show. I, I don't. I'm not saying you'll think it's the best thing ever. I just think you'd enjoy it. This show, however, I do think you would quite enjoy. Uh, I think just a few episodes in, I think you would be captivated uh, by it the same way I was. Nah, you know, just charmed by the characters and finding it uproariously funny. And I'm kind of oddly defensive of this show, and I honestly don't know why. Uh, so the show I've chosen to pitch you is New Girl. Now, um, you're going to say... <laughs> I'll tell you what you're going to say, okay? Go on. And it's literally this. It, this literally two words, okay? And you would somehow think that these two words would justify why you don't have to watch it and uh, and satisfy everyone that this is this is your review, okay? You'd say she's adorable. I would never say those words. So this is right. No, 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 but you would. Here. No, cuz you would. You wouldn't cuz I you fucking have said that before. And not adorable? Not in a genuine way, in a sarcastic, like, oh, right, so she's, like, dorky but cute. And that's, like, the conceit of Yeah, the but I would never say that word. You have! That's I've a made-up word! It is a made-up... Oh, words are made-up words, Steve. But specifically... Chris, I write for a living. I wouldn't write... I would never say the word adorable out loud. You, you're a fucking liar, because I've heard you say that. And I've heard you say oh, that right. in relation to this. So I'm right, 2-0. So... Okay. Pitch me new girl. <laughs> okay. So, New Girl is New Girl is a delightful comedy show. Okay, so it features Zoe Deschanel. Okay, so she's sort of sort of the lead, and uh, yeah, you know she does play a sort of dorky, nerdy uh, kind of adorable type, and she has a very very strong support and cast again of people that I hadn't come across much before, but each and every one of them I think has some real great comedic chops. Okay, mm-hmm. and um. What I think makes this show kind of stronger and a slightly more suited for a modern audience, uh, I suppose, is it's got that sort of loose, semi-improvisational feel that I really, really love in a TV show, uh, you know, from things like Always Sunny, although that's sort of slightly darker comedy end of things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, any any show, any film that involves Paul Rudd or Will Ferrell or Steve Carell, you know, that really kind of loose, played around with kind of feel. Uh, so there's a lot of that to it. I feel like each character in the show kind of gets to shine in their own way. They're all very distinctive, kind of right from the start. There's no kind of, well, you know, all these guys are kind of the same. You know, everyone's got their traits. Everyone's quite clear from the get-go. And uh, I think everyone's really funny in their own way. Cast chemistry, again, is something that I would hit on very hard with this show. Okay, the guys all get on so well. It's very evident that they're all friends in real life, and that really comes across on the screen. And it's kind of hard beyond just saying how great I think it is. To <laughs> <laughs> it's just great, Chris. It is just it's great. It's just great. And I feel like I would, uh, you know, so I kind of I kind of threw the challenge down. I feel like if you watch the episode I've, uh, I, I sort of suggest and you kind of come away from it nonplussed, I don't see what the fuss is about. Then again, I'll shut the fuck up. But I think you'll watch it. I think you'll find it funny. And I think it would be enough that you would consider watching the rest of the show. How do I watch this show? Ah, I knew you'd ask that. And I've got good news for you. It is available on Amazon Prime. The whole thing. Okay. Start okay, that good start. Okay, so tell, pitch me your episode. What's the episode? Okay, so the episode, I'll send you over the specific deets, but it's called Bad in Bed. And essentially the story of the episode is that Zoe Deschanel's character, who's called Jess, has sort of 
she's she's going on she's dating a man for the first time since she broke up with her long-term boyfriend and uh it's kind of getting to that time you know the sort of third date as as it often is in sitcoms and she knows they're going to be going to the bone zone and her boyfriend who's played by justin long is sort of going to be coming over and she's a little bit nervous she's asking the guys for some advice and it kind of takes us down a bit of a rabbit hole with their advice and how it plays out so i don't really want to go into it much beyond that because i feel like i'm kind of going to be just teeing up the jokes before they happen mm-hmm. but it's very enjoyable so very quotable i find lots lots of people i know it probably 10 years on having since having watched it just still drop random quotes into conversations with me so that is my that is my pitch to you okay well if it's on amazon it's very interesting by the way uh, just you picked two comedies for me well um the thing is it tends to kind of we we kind of kind of tend to do this you tend to pitch more dramatic shows to me so you know in the past you pitched me breaking bad so many times you begged me to go watch that show <laughs> and eventually i realized this is the best thing ever put on television you know fair cop on that one currently re-watching Battlestar Galactica again that was something that you pitched me quite hard and you literally came and put the DVDs in my hands and you sat down and you made me watch the the miniseries to start it off uh, you know so you've always kind of come at it things from that angle and I feel like my angle to you reciprocally has usually been more on the comedic end of things do you think that's because I'm more intellectual than you no I provably not Mm, interesting pseudo intellectual maybe i think (laughs) i don't know i think i'm just i I think i'm a more light-hearted person (laughs) (laughs) i'm more light-hearted i'm more whimsical i'm much more just la 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 i'm a little bit sunnier i don't know (laughs) sunnier disposition yeah Yeah. sort of easier to swallow you know easier to take feel there's there's two words to describe me the second one i won't say and the first one's malignant <laughs> <laughs> exactly that, yeah that probably describes me oh but that's that's fair enough i mean I, I i was thinking about sitcoms to pitch you and i did not come up with one because i think for the most part we watch the same sitcoms mm. and it's you that watch more than me like how did you get this um like the mother whatever her name is <laughs> how about your mother and uh, a new girl um and even like brooklyn 99 i didn't watch brooklyn 99 um you recommended that one to me um and i think i think my wife did as well and to be fair i was i was like in a i was in a place where i was like i didn't want to play this video game anymore and i was sat there and i was like do you know what i would just hit billy it's amazing like the amount of tv and and stuff and films i have access to now between amazon prime disney plus and and netflix but honest to god my favorite thing is to go look at my list for like 45 fucking minutes scroll through it and then switch it off i don't know why yeah i like (laughs) looking at having them i don't actually watch them and then every so often i click play and i actually you know uh enjoy them okay so i've got one more for you chris and you know i said there i haven't got comedy i haven't got comedy i've got see this is the thing i actually prepared a whole bunch and it's almost like which one do i want to recommend most uh, and as we said, I really like to force you to watch dark dramas and mm-hmm. and whatnot. But I'm going to recommend Glow. Okay, yeah, I know I've heard of that. 
So Glow is a show from the makers of Orange is the New Black. And the reason why I say that is I have never watched Orange is the New Black. Not a minute, not nothing. My wife loves Orange is the New Black. So when we saw this trailer and it said that, she was like, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. The reason why I was all for it was because it starred Alison Brie. And as you know, we've big Watch fans community, of community yeah. here. I, I know all about her acting prowess. First of all, the reason why I think you'd like it is it is set in a past time period and therefore is right up your street. It is set in the early 1980s. So it is full of a banging soundtrack of 80s pop. <laughs> My wife loves the soundtracks to the show. And every season, like I've got like all three seasons on Spotify just ready to play and just just goes through and everyone's a banger because it's it's classic 1980s pop from the early 80s but it's got all the clothes it's got the shell suits it's got all of that kind of look and it's also got this kind of quirky but real life plot which is about the glamorous ladies of wrestling or glow Uh which was a real thing it was on on california television uh in the 1980s it then became a las vegas uh stage show which is where season three was set um and it's just it's it's just very fun and it's only each episode it's not a sitcom in yeah. it's, it's it's comedy drama but it's 30 35 minutes without adverts okay so okay. again it's it's not too long it's quite short you can get through it very quickly if you binge it if you desire to binge it and it's got those kind of dramatic storylines interwoven with comedy um and the cast is terrific at delivering it so Alison Brie headlines it which Alison Brie is equal parts charming, adorable, and and a terrifically tough actress as well. But opposite her, um, I think it is the kind of main co lead is uh, Betty Gilpin, who you may not know. But the the real star of it for me, opposite Alison Brie, is is Mark Maron. And I don't know if you've uh, seen much of Mark Maron, um, Mark Maron. I may have pronounced that wrong. Mark Maron. Is he the guy um, that does all the podcasts? He, so he was kind of like one of the kind of the podcast trailblazers before yeah. podcasts became, you know, like this, like fucking yeah. you and me doing a podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, anyone can do one now. But he was one of the the first to kind of be almost like a podcast superstar. Um, you know, a, a stand-up comic who didn't really ever make it big, but he was very good on these podcasts. And he's, I think it's still going. I think it's WTF with Mark um, Yeah, Mark Maron. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mark Maron. Mark Maron, yeah. And, but he's very good in this. He kind of plays that very atypical, um, older Jewish New Yorker kind of guy um, who's, he's a drunk, he's a drug addict uh, and all this stuff. And he is a director who used to direct like terrible B-movies and he's going to direct these girls um, <laughs> in, in The Glamorous Ladies of Wrestling. Uh, and he has this kind of lovely, kind of unrequited love storyline with Alison Brie where he knows like he's, he's too old he's not good enough for her like she can do so much better but there's something between them and it kind of brings you back and i also suggested that because when i went to kind of describe all this i thought chris will not expect this part because (laughs) why would steve talk about a storyline like that right he's too busy talking about sci-fi talking about friggin' crime dramas um but glow is it's a it's a great show that that um makes you um really care for its characters each of these women who are, play wrestlers and they all play wrestlers to different hilarity but um, have their own story have their own kind of trodden way um, whether it's going through divorce or they were an actress who never quite made it 
or they're dealing with uh, mental health issues or stuff like that. So it actually finds a way to kind of bring, without being preachy and social justice warrior-y, uh, it kind of brings it back to 2020. Hashtag time's up. Hashtag never again. All these other things. So it, it kind of brings it back to that. So you can enjoy it, even though it's the 1980s, you can enjoy it with a 2020 mentality that these people are obviously going through things. Uh, and maybe because they're women, they're, they're a bit more open to talking about them and, and fixing them. But otherwise, it's just excellent um, top to bottom. I, I've really enjoyed it. Um, three seasons. I think it's... No, four seasons. I think it's got a fifth and final season. I think coming to netflix this year i would recommend it heartily and i think it's, it's something as well just to give it an extra point with you before i sign off it's one you can sit down and watch with the wife true true your yeah. wife anyway i mean not, not everyone's wife not not random wives <laughs> yes chris that's what i meant i meant more the fact that as you said before <laughs> sometimes you have to be judicious in what you watch with your wife and what you watch on your own and this is one you can watch together okay definitely definitely i know it's a strong pitch it's a strong pitch, Steve. You've 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 done it well. And my wife too did very much enjoy Orange is the New Black for How about I think that? Yeah, or she enjoyed it for about three seasons. Um and then she kinda of oh, went okay. off it a little bit. Uh and I much like yourself, I pretty much I, I think I've seen about twenty seconds of it, uh, all told. Uh never if that never particularly was interested. Maybe somebody could pitch it to us uh and, and change our minds, but I doubt it. So, <laughs> uh, so, so you've done three, so I'll, I'll do three. Um, okay. So if, if how I met your mother was like a, a softball over the plate, this is like a buzzer beating full court shot. It's probably not going in, but I'll, <laughs> I'll give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Loft it up. Buzzer's going. It's halfway in the air. Chris, what is yeah. it? From downtown, okay? This kind of breaks the rules a little bit. It's not something that you haven't watched. It's something that you did watch and then you gave up on. And so what Ooh. I want to pitch to you is to give it another shot to see if you can get it. I love it. Okay? It's Lost. Ooh. Now, what is Ooh. Steve going to say about Lost? I didn't need to write this one down. Steve would say, Chris... Dude, I want to watch Kate dropping that fucking plane in slow motion <laughs> over and over and over again. Yes, yes. Uh, the episode that broke me. So many flashbacks to a toy fucking plane. That was okay. it. Now, Kill um, me. let me get the chronology of this right so I know where to pitch it. You pitched the show to me, okay? Yeah. Um, we were stood in mum and dad's kitchen. Oh, fucking um, hell, you're going for a whole trip here. I yeah, 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 Settle, strap in. So, <laughs> we were stood in Mum's dad's kitchen. You'd been uh, gallivanting off and about, doing your own thing. And you were like, Chris, got to pitch this show to you. Sounds, you know, it's 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 crazy. And you were like, it's all about this, this plane has crashed on this island. And it's like looking at what's happening with all the survivors. But lots of mysterious shit keeps happening. And there's more to it than just the plane crash. And you, you pitched it. Your, your, your seal of approval was that it was kind of like 24. <laughs> which at the time had Don't. really broken the mold for a lot of, uh, you know, sort of television and, and what could be done and continuing stories, and mm. et cetera, et cetera. So you watched the first season. I know that. And you got, I think, partway through the second season and gave up. Is that about right? Yeah, that was right. So the first the first episode I remember was Bang. Yeah. 
and uh, it was directed by Gigi. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Gigi Abrams. And I remember watching it, and of course that was back, it was network television, it was like 20 odd episodes a season, and I remember kind of sticking with season one and had lots of twists and turns and all these things. And then in in season two, every episode had flashbacks, which as a narrative device gets a bit wearing when it's every fucking week and in season two i don't know what it was maybe i had read something on the internet and it just set something off but i just was very aware and it got to this episode where i knew exactly where it was going it's like she's okay she's a robber she's got a heart of gold but she's gonna break she breaks in and she gets this toy airplane for someone <laughs> and they escape and whatever and it just broke me i don't i had never really had such a reaction to a show before or since where actually there's been like a literal like like yeah. twig breaking and i'm just like i'm done and i walk away and I, I can just absolutely just just not deal with it anymore like i didn't watch it again i think i might have like from time to time read some recaps online and people were saying like oh it's great art shit you yeah. know all the way to its ending and then i think i pretty much read up on the ending where we talked about it uh, you may have spoiled that part for me. And when you told me it, I was like, yeah, that sounds like what it would be. But it, I think not so long ago, it was on Amazon Prime and you could watch all the seasons. So who knows? Like we are currently in this hellscape and yeah. we could be here for some time and maybe I might just have to rewatch it. Well, let me, let me, let me, let me hit you with, let me hit you with a few sort of, a, a few pitches and see, see what you think. See what you think. Give me so, your best shot. <laughs> so i understand entirely why you got put off the show when you did but a big part of why you got put off the show was because you were watching it as it was coming out week by week okay and i differed from a lot of my friends i would speak to them we'd be down so season season three of lost came out when i was in my second year of university okay so i have people being like oh my god have you watched the most you know have you watched the most recent episode mind-blowing and i'd be like no no, no shut the fuck up Okay, because I'm not watching it week by week. I want to wait till the whole thing's done. I'm going to download it illegally through Kazaa or Bearshare or whatever the fuck. And then I'm going to watch it binge style. You know, I'm going to watch it start to finish in two days. And that was by far the best thing to do. Because if you were watching, I remember there's a specific episode. I think it's at the start of season two uh, where they've gone down into the hatch. And there's a sort of Mexican gun standoff with Desmond, who's the Scott who calls everyone brother. Brother. John Locke and Jack. And the trouble is, for three episodes, which for your time was three weeks, that didn't get resolved. Each episode would bring us back to that point, but from each different character's perspective. And I remember as I was watching it thinking, God, this would drive me nuts if I couldn't immediately watch the next episode and keep going. And, uh, you know, so I, I can see how people watching it in that way would have struggled quite a bit. And um, I'm surprised ratings didn't dip a little more than they did, you know. But at the time, it was certainly water cooler conversation, you know, the latest mm-hmm. episode of Lost, the latest twist, the latest arc. And so my pitch to you is, yes, you would have to suffer through an undue amount of flashbacks that are telling us about characters we maybe don't care as much about. You know, you get excited about the Charlie episodes. You get excited about the Harley episodes. No one's looking forward to the Kate one or the Boone one. And, you know, what after... What happened? What ever happened to the guy who played Harley? He appeared on How I Met Your Mother. 
once. <laughs> oh, you see, you should have led with that. Yeah, it's just, that's just a really good episode with him. <laughs> he also became the album cover for the Weezer album, Hurley. That, aside from being the name and the cover for the album, has nothing to do with him. But I digress. So, yeah, you know, you, there's there's characters that you maybe don't care so much about and you have to watch into their past. But again, when you know that there's another episode right around the corner, you can kind of just be like, okay, all right, Kate burned down the house. Okay, she did something stupid. Okay, cool, next episode. But also, once you've got through... So season three is kind of more of the same. Um, I think the main plot, the what I would call the island plot, uh, is a lot stronger. And it, it kind of takes us on some more twists and turns you do still have a lot of the flashbacks and i do feel by then they were probably struggling a little bit but then the writer's strike happened okay and that was the best thing that could have happened to the show because uh season four became half length it was only like 10 or 12 episodes and as we've discussed before 10 or 12 episodes is is tight it's 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 good mm. to get everything you need in there and no fat and even the best shows in the world when they're doing 22 24 45 minute episodes a season are gonna have to come up with some shit to fill things fill things in and i'm pretty sure from season four onwards they all maintained that season length up till season six which i believe was the final one so that kind of sped things along a little bit they also mixed up the format they started doing flash forwards so you know you were you know, it wasn't just, oh, what other character trait can I find out about Jack this week? It was also, oh, what's going to happen in the future and how is that going to marry up with, with what's happening now? And honestly, I think I think the show does stand up. You know, it's it's JJ, so there's mystery boxes uh, aplenty. <laughs> there is a literal mystery box at one point, but it's it's also, it's it's just shot so so beautifully the whole way through. Uh, you know, that first episode is, 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 like I've said before, it's like a movie and it really grips you from the get-go. But also the music. So the music was done by Michael Giacchino. Oh, I'm pronouncing that friend right. of the podcast, Michael Giacchino. I just love his work. Yeah, and so every character, at least every major character, has a theme. And the way he works those in, the way he weaves them together, every theme is beautiful. He's one of the few people who make soundtracks that I feel like I can listen to outside of the show. Um, oh yeah absolutely and you know it really it really heightens uh you know a lot of the scenes and a lot of the drama having sort of a a movie caliber soundtrack and a movie caliber director at the helm so it is all available on amazon prime for free so over this lockdown period i'm just saying maybe give it a shot maybe maybe revisit the island Chris, that is a solid entry and and a good twist upon on the game. I like that. I like that a lot. So obviously we didn't have time for everything. So let's uh, let's talk about a couple of honourable mentions. I'll go first. So ones I would have pitched you if we had more time. Um, I think Hannibal would have been one. Hannibal. Uh, I'm not entirely sure whether you've watched that. No, not the, at all. The other two, the other uh, one I'd, I'd really uh, wasn't sure on was was Life on Mars and, and Ashes to Ashes which are basically the same show, which is actually my only uh, British one on here, Yeah, <laughs> which maybe tells you how much of I'm watching. And then there was three others I hadn't really prepared, but uh, I thought you might like, and that was Narcos, uh-huh. Master of None, uh, which stars Aziz and Zari, and, and Russian Doll. Um, all three of those are on the Netflix. I'm, um, I must confess, I'm a, little, I'm a little surprised by Hannibal. I didn't, 
maybe this is for another podcast, but I I honestly looked at Hannibal and I thought I don't uh, I don't like the look of this at all. Wow. Yeah. Excellent. Interesting. Um, you're wrong, but interesting. <laughs> I think it's because as you as you may or may not recall, I I went through a little thing a while ago. A long, long while ago, um, we were on holiday in New York <laughs> when I did it. Um, but I bought all of the Thomas Harris sort of Hannibal, as it was, trilogy. Uh, so I read Red Dragon, which I loved. And I actually maintain is, I think, the Graham Norton Red Dragon film is better than Silence of the Lambs. If I'm, if I'm just, you know, going to throw a hot take out there. Sure. Uh, obviously, Silence of the Lambs, classic movie, great movie. And then Hannibal was, the, the movie was a piece of shit. And the mm. book was not much better. And it had a really mm. bleak ending where Clarice Starling, our erstwhile hero, uh, loses and Hannibal Lecter wins and he, like, brainwashes her. So I kind of thought, I kind of felt like I was done with that. And when he went back and did more books and they did more movies, I was, like, completely over it. So by the time Hannibal came out, I was like, I don't know, I felt like they were just sort of beating a dead horse. So, um, for another time, but I would like to hear your, I would like to hear your take on that, that show. And, uh, for another time. Uh, have you got any other honorable mentions you, you ran out of time with? Well, I suppose those, those were my big three that I'd, mm-hmm. I'd kind of envisaged and they're all kind of coming from different perspectives. A few honorable mentions. I mean, it makes me laugh. You said Desperate Housewives, you know, I've, I've watched every season of Desperate Housewives and I, know, I, I, I loved it. But like, if I'm being realistic, I don't think you would ever enjoy it. Like, if 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 I'm honest, I think the first season of that show was fantastic, and I would fight anyone that would disagree with me on that. I actually think it was genuinely a very good show. I think it descended into chaos and madness, and it, it certainly ended a lot weaker than it started. But you know, I I don't think it's for you. I don't think it's the sort of thing you would overly enjoy. The main driving force of that first season was the mystery of of kind of what was going on behind the scenes, and yeah, if I'm honest, I just don't I don't honestly think I think you'd probably enjoy it well enough if you gave it a proper shot. It's not something I would be pitching you, and it's a huge commitment to watch for something that I don't honestly think you would get a huge amount out of, and I would honestly burn a lot of good faith doing that. Um, <laughs> that's that's kind of my thinking. Okay. Yeah, Sex in the City. Pff, yeah, I love that show. I really, really love that show. I think you'd love it too. I just think I would have a harder time getting you to watch it, and I don't don't genuinely know how you would be able to watch it. I don't know what services it's available on, short of me just giving you the DVDs. Yeah. And uh, it's it has a slow enough start that I just don't think. I, again, I was ped- hedging my bets here. I didn't think I didn't think it would it would ultimately grab you. And the only other thing that I think maybe you would, would like. Uh, a wood try would be Ozark. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think so. I watched. We binged. Oh, I don't know if it was two. Se- yeah, I think two two full seasons of it. And it's it's good. It's interesting. It's about something I was not very much aware of. Uh, you know, it really goes. It really goes into the nuts and bolts of money laundering. You know, a little bit more than. The, the the basics that you cover in shows like Breaking Bad, but really getting into the meat of it and why it's actually extremely hard to do properly, and to keep the IRS off your back, and uh, and and whatnot, and uh, it's a haunting and very interesting show, and it features Jason Bateman, 
who we both uh, love and adore as as Michael Bluth, playing it straight, playing playing the straight man. It's not. Uh, it doesn't feature a huge amount of comedy at all. Uh, it is it is by and large a sort of dramatic show. But yeah, I think I think had I had time or were we to do another one of these, that would maybe be something I'd pitch. But yeah, I think that's that's mainly it because we we have a fairly big crossover. And so I feel like when one of us doesn't watch something, the other one assumes it's for good reason. But but yeah, those, those, those were my honourable mentions. Okay, that's all for this episode. We'll be back in about two weeks' time. Uh, in the meantime, if you wish, please do keep in touch with us. You can follow us on Twitter at OldBrotherPod. You can like us at Facebook.com slash OldBrotherPodcast. And finally, as ever, we ask that you subscribe and review on Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, whatever you use. Um, get us up there, get more people listening. Um, we're also on a Facebook group now um, called uh, Siblings Who Podcast. Um, so if you're uh, listening because of that, oh, hi. Hello. Welcome. Uh, they reached out to me. Oh, you didn't tell me this at all. And said, "Hey, no, this is this is a news, news nugget." Which you know, let's not news nugget it, but it, yeah, it should be the start. But basically, yeah, this group reached out to me and and said, "Oh, hey, this is a group just for brothers and sisters and other siblings who who podcast together and can like." put them in front of each other and give each other hints and tips and stuff so uh, if you're listening because of that welcome and and hopefully you stick around so i've been steve he's been chris and we'll see you all next time see you next time